Welcome to the 15th Club with your hosts, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to date on all the big news in the world of golf every Saturday from 5 to 6. It is time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Clements. Along with Ben Clements, Scotty Sayers is on special assignment. He'll be back next Saturday. This is Sports Saturday, the 15th Club, proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, with assistance from Zoker Belts, the Muni Conservancy, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Salt Lake Barbecue, Donald Ross Sportswear, Terios AI, a new way to invest in real estate, and by Adele Gaw. Uh, ben, good afternoon. Scotty, as I said, is on special assignment. We're going to be talking a whole bunch of college football uh, smathered in with golf. Uh, another golf tournament going underway. One of the last ones of the year. Also, big news about Tiger Woods today, which is great for golf fans. Good afternoon, and how are you on another crazy day of college football? I'm good, Pop. It's a it's a it's a dreary day in Austin right now, but we got a huge game to watch tonight. The Longhorns face off against Iowa State in Ames, Iowa. A terrifying place to play, uh, considering what has happened over the past few years uh, for the Longhorns against Iowa State. But um, it's a great day. We're it's. It kind of hit me this morning. You know, I woke up and immediately turned on College Game Day. It was a great College Game Day from uh, from James Madison University, yeah. which was I mean, strange that it's a JMU. Did they? End, I need. Did they end up winning? They, they were, were losing. Appalachian State. Um, yeah. But it dawned on me today that this is the second to last week of the regular season. I know. How, you know. I know. In the off season, like I, I, we look forward to this we so do. much. The football season. Yeah. And the off season just drags on forever and ever. We get to the football season, and it, it goes, goes by, by. in the blink of an eye. I feel it like does. it was just, you know, week one, and everybody's hopes and dreams were out there. And here we are, you know, Texas 9-1, and one, uh, having a, a really good splendid year. season. Yeah. But this season went by so dang quick. Yeah. Texas has the game tonight against Iowa State at Ames. Kickoff at 7 o'clock, and we urge you to come down here to Dirty Martin's Place, yeah. your place to watch football. We're currently watching Clemson in North Carolina. Georgia is uh, walloping Tennessee. That's also on TV. Also, uh, we're keeping up to date with Houston and uh, Houston Cougars in Oklahoma State. Right now, mm-hmm. they're at halftime of that game, and Houston leads 23-19, and that has huge ramifications yeah. in, in the Big 12. But this is the place to go. Iconic Dirty Martins, your place for burgers and great drinks tonight. Yeah, uh, so far today, uh, we, we watched the Michigan game earlier. Michigan defeated the Maryland <clears throat> Terrapins? Terrapins. Terrapins. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not from the north. They defeated the, the Maryland Terrapins yes. 31-24. Good uh, game. It was a great game. Yeah. Uh, it was a game that was looking like was escaping Michigan, but J.J. Uh, McCarthy had a, a fantastic finish, uh, and Michigan escapes with a victory, remain undefeated, even with everything going on with Michigan. We're going to talk is, about we that. We've got to talk about that. It's yeah. been a train wreck in Michigan. Also, Ohio State is walloping Minnesota. Yeah. So they're winning right now 27 to nothing in the third quarter, which will mean both teams will be undefeated heading into their game next Saturday in Ann Arbor, Michigan, to determine the more than likely the Big Ten champion. Also, Pop, you mentioned Oklahoma State getting defeated right now uh, 23-19 against the Houston Cougars. Uh, ramifications with that, and that's something we need to discuss over the next couple hours, this tiebreaker scenario with the Big 12. Uh, it confuses all. 
Nobody really knows what will happen with this tiebreaker, but it could be some big drama here in the next oh. couple of weeks with the Big 12. So we'll, we'll have really that discussion could. over the next yeah. couple hours. It, it really could be big drama in the next few hours because Texas is in a situation where <clears throat> they could lose and still be in the Big 12 championship. But I know Steve Sarkeesian and crew, they don't want to do that. They want to win out tonight against Iowa State the next Friday night against the Texas Tech Red Raiders, but you've got some really, really goofy scenarios we yeah. can get into. Let's get a little scoreboard update. Yep. Let's do that quickly. As we said, um, Michigan, a winner today over Maryland, 31-24. Ohio State having their way with Minnesota in the second half, 27 nothing. The other teams in possible Final Four, Oregon is all over Arizona State, 35 to nothing right now. Florida State plays North Alabama in a really a meaningless game today. Also, Washington faces Oregon State tonight uh, in Corvallis, Washington, and I am of the opinion, Ben, that the Oregon State Beavers can win this game. Oh, I, I completely agree, Pop. Uh, uh, Oregon State, is a, they're a very good team. They're a sneaky good team. Um, that'll be a hell of a matchup. I'm excited to see that. Uh, you know, with the Pac-12, it has been... Uh, such a surprising, dominating conference, uh, and you know it's it's almost like Big Twelve, you know Big Twelve basketball. You know it's clearly the best yeah. conference right yeah. now, and they're just you know they can beat the hell out of each other. And you got to imagine somebody from the Pac-12 is going to go to the playoffs. Maybe so. If I think it's a given, if Washington remains undefeated, yeah. <laughs> pardon me, they will be there. But there's no guarantee that Washington is going to win tonight at Oregon State yeah. and then beat Washington State. Look what Washington State did to Deion Sanders Oof, last night. Oh, Murdered boy. Him last night. I, how surprising has that been, Deion Sanders in Colorado? Yeah, yeah uh, my buddy Jeff Ward from 1027 ESPN had named him Coach of the Year after four weeks. He's not the well, coach of the year. Well, he was looking like, you know, they won, sure was, you know, yeah. they won what, two games last year and started 4-0, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've got to imagine that. A and M. We also need to discuss A and M and the Jimbo Fisher story. But you got to imagine that A and M. They're going to consider whether it's you know seriously or you know minor. You've got to be considering Deion Sanders. Now the last team that we want to talk about. Well, Alabama won today a meaningless SEC stupid game a week before Thanksgiving, so they won. But Georgia is walloping Tennessee right now, thirty-seven to ten. It yep. appears that Georgia and Alabama are headed to a match in the SEC. Yep championship game <coughs> elsewhere around the country right now uh clemson is leading mac brown in north carolina it's now 21 to 7 clemson over mac in north carolina at clemson north carolina had an early seven to nothing lead now the big 12 today oklahoma won 31 24 won by the hair their chinny chin chin they had a 100 yard pick sick today but they lost their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. They did, Pop. Dylan Gabriel went out with a concussion, uh, so they had to bring in their backup quarterback, and they got the job done. It was a it was a all-hands-on-deck game for Oklahoma, so their Big 12 championship uh, hopes remain. They're part of that three-way tie right now for second place. Uh, and personally, I think most Texas fans would like to see Oklahoma went out. I think they finish uh, next week against TCU yeah. uh, and and. Yeah, as a Texas guy, I think all Longhorn fans would like to see Oklahoma uh, win that tiebreaker and get to the Big 12 championship so Texas can get their revenge on the Sooners. Speaking of Sonny Dykes and TCU, TCU now has a big 42-17 lead over the Baylor Bears. I got a question. Mm -hmm. Is Dave Aranda gone, the head coach at Baylor? Yeah. Uh, two consecutive subpar years for Dave Aranda. 
That's a proud Baylor Baylor franchise Baylor yeah. school, but they're getting killed by Sonny and TCU 42-17. Houston still leads Oklahoma State 23-19 in the third, and UCF has found some wind. After struggling, they lead Texas Tech 14-7 early on the third quarter. And one other score that's a final, West Virginia over Cincinnati 42-21. Of course, Texas and Iowa State, our game, 7 o'clock on Fox. Also beginning at 6 o'clock, K-State at Kansas. That's an important game. Big game. K-State wants to stay uh, in the mix for the Big 12 uh, championship game. K-State is favored by 7 in the Sunflower game at Lawrence, Kansas tonight. Yeah, a huge game, and uh, we'll need to kind of uh, do a deep dive into this tiebreaker with the Big 12 because it's, it's, you know, it's... It's kind of complex. It's it's very it's, it's goofy. It's, it's very goofy. It's goofy. Um, but yeah, big game tonight. Kansas, um, you know, trying to come back from a loss last week against Texas Tech, a game that they really let slip out of their hands. Uh, they need a big victory here. They had such a promising start to the season, um, even after losing their starting quarterback. But Kansas State, on the flip side, they have their hopes up for a Big Twelve championship. So this tonight rivalry game and a huge ramifications game. They're playing the annual game between UCLA and USC. Final game at the Pac-12. At the Coliseum, and UCLA is handing USC, it looks like another loss, UCLA over USC. How disappointing. 28-10. to 10. How disappointing. How disappointing from the man from Muleshoe. Uh, you know, I, I, Caleb Williams might go down as the, the best player to never have success in college. And by success, I mean team success. He won a Heisman, but team the, success. The, the team, team success. success. Yeah. It's almost like, I think I mentioned it before, but almost like the Patrick Mahomes years at Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes was putting up unbelievable, unbelievable numbers, yeah. but he had no defense. Right. Same story with, with, uh, with Lincoln Caleb Riley. Lincoln Riley, he's, he's, he's a leech guy, yeah. and they just don't play much defense. They, I mean, they fired their, their defensive coordinator, and yeah. I, I think it was you know seven weeks too late. Yeah. But I feel so freaking bad for Caleb Williams. Uh, it, I don't feel I, bad I don't for feel him. bad for him, but, you know, you know, in my honest he, opinion, he, he, it, he wants to win champion. I shouldn't be so. In hard. my uh, honest yeah. opinion, if he stayed at Oklahoma, Oklahoma might have won a national championship. Yeah, last we saw him after the game last week, he was crying he in his crying like arms. a little baby. Yeah, just you know, boo booed his knee. The the hottest team in the Pac-12, besides Oregon and Washington, is Arizona. Yes, Arizona killed Utah today. Yeah, forty-two eighteen. Also, our friends, 90 miles to the east, the fight in Texas A&M Aggies, defeated Abilene Christian in a BS SEC game. after a quarter. 38-10. to 10. They win by four touchdowns. They were favored by 40. But they were losing at one point. They were losing at one point. When we come back, uh, we'll get you up to Dan on all the scores. We'll talk a little golf. Also, we want to get into what's going on in College Station. Yeah. Who is going to get that job? The fight in Texas A&M Aggie job after the firing of Jimbo Fisher. I'm just going to say it. A and M right now is undefeated in the post Jimbo era. Two and zero. Oh. Keep keep well, one and zero. One and zero. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Undefeated in the post Jimbo era. So, watch out. This uh, might be a dynasty here. A dynasty. Maybe, maybe they just don't get another head coach. Yeah. Just stick with the interim. By committee. Stick yeah. with interim until yeah. you lose. Then you can start the search. He looked like a nice guy. The interim guy. He does. You know, nice guy. He looks clueless, but one and zero. One and zero. Appalachian State never stood a chance. Also, interim coach without uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. Yeah. Two and zero. Yeah. We'll talk about that, too. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Ed and Ben, Scotty, special assignment. He'll be back next week, and we'll be back with more from iconic Dirty Martin's Place on the Drag right after this. Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week. 
Cause that's the night that my sweetie and I This is Scotty Sayers. You're listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clements on KLBJ. Thank you so much, Scotty. Scotty, back next week after a special assignment with Core and Crenshaw. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements, and this is the 15th Club, proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank, broadcasting live from the iconic Dirty Martins Place, where we're watching a heck of a good game from Clemson, South Carolina. Clemson leads Mac Brown, North Carolina, 21-14, a big Austin flair in this one, Ben, because Kate Plubnick is a quarterback for Clemson, of course, Mac, former Austin resident. And we heard this week that Mac apparently is going to stay another year at North Carolina, which kind of surprises me and kind of disappoints me because yeah. we'd like our old buddy right back here at the Mac Brown table here at Dirty Martin's place. But Mac loves to coach football. No, he does. I mean, you know, it's in his blood. You know, I think if you're a coach and you're successful, you know, that's all you know. And Mac Brown is a damn fine coach. Like you said, uh, I think all you know Austinites and, and those that were his friends would love to have him back. Yeah. Uh, potentially take up a job with UT, which I think he could. I don't think he would. I don't think he, he would. He'd never but, go back to UT. You know, yeah. you know, we we've talked about it. You know, you just between the two of us privately, but. You know, you've always advocated Mac Brown needs to do something with the NCAA. He needs to be the commissioner he needs of football. To be the, yeah, he needs yeah. to be the commissioner because you know with really with, with with college football and and college athletics changing so much, it's 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 going to get to the point where we really could see a Power Five. Oh yeah, it, it you know be, league. We will. Which you know NCAA they get so much trash left and right for yeah. the mistakes they make. Uh, there needs to be a, a commissioner instead of a needs, governing body. Needs to be one voice. And Mac Brown, yeah, you know, he's he's a politician coach. He is something he did so well at UT. Right. He he created a a uh, a what's the word? I'm like, what's the English word for it? A a kind of a body here in, in Austin uh-huh. where you know he brought the wear orange uh, show oh, up early and, and you know he, be proud he, well he liked to say he got all the, the marbles back in one box he was a politician coach and he, he still did. is yeah. and Mac Brown would make a very very good commissioner of, of the power fives uh, as we're in the midst of great college football day let's talk a little golf they're playing at the RSM Classic and right now that man from Texas Tech uh, and Sweden Ludwig Ludwig Aberg or Aberg whatever you want to call him he's got a one-shot lead over Eric Cole and a two-shot lead over Mackenzie Hughes entering the final round. That would be so fun to see this young kid from Sweden and Texas Tech win for the first time on tour. Okay, okay, explain this to me, Pop, because, you know, the PGA Tour is so funky nowadays because it's practically, you know, year-round. Yeah. And we're sort of in the dog days of a PGA, even this, though it's this, technically this, the beginning of the season. Yeah, and I'm that, doing air quotes here, yeah, bad radio. This is, this is the last week of the PGA this year. So is Ludwig, is he technically a rookie? Is he, Or is he technically a, a, a second year? He's a rookie. Sophomore? He, this is his first year. Because he was on, like, technically last season, which ended, you know, not that he, long ago. He, he joined the tour right after he finished at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. But he and played last season. He played this season. Okay. Well, wait a minute. This season, well, whatever. He started play after Tech mm-hmm. bowed out of the NCAA's. He, he got he was he was on the tour. You know, uh, now now that we're you know we're talking about it, I wish we had Scotty and Mark. I wish we had Mark to talk. I, I can ask, but what do you think about this? About the new PGA with this year-round schedule, because right, you know, this tournament it counts towards the FedEx, and it counts toward everything because it, you know whoever wins this tournament's going to go to Augusta. Yeah, and if you finish high enough, you're going to maybe get your card. And what we see uh, in this in, in the late year uh, tournaments when the season first starts, none of the the 
big name players play. You're no. not seeing a Scotty or Jordan or a Rory or a, 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 a John Rom. It's all kind of you know the, the sure. no name guys. The, the trying to get on tour, trying to get yeah. on tour, and trying to get their first win. Yeah, I've always thought, why would you not? Want to, if you're Jordan Spieth, why would you not play in these tournaments when you really don't have that that high uh, competition? I don't, see, th- I don't think he, they need to, Ben. I think they'd rather stay at home. And in Jordan's case, he's got the new baby. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler. I think he just wants some time off to yeah. enjoy being off when you don't have you don't have to go out and really do anything for those top. I think this guys. new schedule's funky. I think it's just weird. Yeah. Like it is sort of weird. And I know golf is. It's a traveling circus and all. Yeah. But these these tournaments, you don't hear about them really uh, unless a somewhat irrelevant name wins. You really don't hear about. It. I think I saw on. Well, you'll uh, hear you'll hear it on this one because uh, Odberg Lucas. Uh, yeah. Protect, he's he, because of his Ryder Cup success. He's he's a name. This yeah. dude's a name. Um. So yeah, this they need a, a little time off for the holidays. Big news today, though, from the PGA Tour and uh-huh. the Tour is Tiger Woods going to play in the Hero Open, his own tournament. And when is that? Uh, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Uh, I thought year. you said this was the last tournament. Well, did this, you lie this, to me? This is. Did the, you lie to our listeners? No, I didn't. Are you confused? This is the last. Do you need a Tito's handmade vodka? Give me seven. This is the <laughs> last PGA Tour event. Then we start the fun and games department. Yeah. The the Hero is Tiger's tournament. Then you have the father son. Wait, so it's the yeah. Hero that's not technically a part no. of the PGA Tour? No, it's not. Okay, so it's what is it? Is it just a, a <coughs> independent a, tournament? It's a Tiger tournament with okay. no PGA points. Invite or, only? Oh, gosh, yeah, invite only. I think Scotty and Jordan maybe. I was wondering where, where my letter yeah. was. I, yeah. I guess it's invite only. I believe that's a week from, uh, two weeks from because. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I, I don't think they play on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, so uh, I guess Tiger, you know, hopefully we'll see him here uh, in the next season. If he can play, you know. It's great. You know, how, how many is it a normal four round <laughs> tournament? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, well, it know, is a four, and it's a fun deal because. You know, it's it's it'll it'll be fun to see him back. We heard from uh, John Paul Abear that he was caddying, you know, last week for his son. So did you uh, see what Charlie yeah, Woods did? Yeah. Something that Tiger Woods has never done. Charlie Woods won a state championship in golf. Oh, that's and wasn't that fantastic? I think he he's on the. I don't know how old. He, I think he's you know, fourteen or fifteen, um, and got to be in that top five. We we saw a highlight of him getting a chip in and doing Tiger's signature. Uh, Fist yeah, pump. yeah, and uh, he, he and his son—they'll be playing in the uh, father-son in a few weeks. Well, it's the dailies. You know, it's, it's always the past few years. It's like the dailies are the favorites. Yeah. I gotta imagine now because Charlie's getting older. He's hitting the ball a ton. His swing looks identical to Rory's. They've got to be the favorite. Well, his swing looks like his dad. Is Scotty going to Vegas anytime soon? Because we ought to bet on that. I don't think so. I'm, I, I would go with VJ Singh and his uh, son, who's like in his twenties. Wow. Hit the ball a mile, or I'd, I'd pick the dailies. I think Charlie's mm-hmm. too young to win that. Oh, he's fourteen or fifteen, and he hits the ball a mile. Well, I know, and, and you're right. He that won that state championship, which was kind of cool. Um, okay, well, we got to take yeah. a break. Uh, after this break, we're going to talk more college football. That's our golf update. We'll probably have some more golf to talk about. Clemson has scored again. They lead North Carolina twenty-eight. To 14. We'll have all the scores get you up to date with Houston and Oklahoma State. And also, Bob Ballou's going to be along, along with us right after 5.30 to talk Longhorn football and Iowa State. This is the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio. Live from Dirty Martin's Place on the drag, your place to watch college football and have drinks and food. Back after this on KLBJ.
Hi, this is Rob Gillette of the Renaissance Austin Hotel. You're listening to Austin's only golf show, The 15th Club, with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on KLBJ. Thank you, Rob Boy. Rob, of course, the general manager of the Renaissance Hotel. One of our great sponsors is the Naughty Deck and Bar. Welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. <clears throat> I'm Ed Clements, along with Ben Clements. Scotty, on special assignment with Core and Crenshaw. He'll be back next week. Our show brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Uh, our special guest is Bob Lou. Before we get to Bob, let's get you up to date on that Oklahoma State situation. Oklahoma State and Houston, boy, how things change. Oklahoma State now leads Houston 33-23, to a must-win situation for Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State is stormed back. They lead 33-23. Mm-hmm. Our game, the Longhorns and Iowa State at 7 o'clock. And with us now on the Sports Saturday Live line is our great friend Bob Ballou of KITV. Bob Ballou is the man who predicted the Texas Longhorns were going to win the national title. That was back in August at a big lunch at the Headliners Club. And that's still alive there, Kimo Sabi. Bob, welcome back to the show, and how are you? Thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back on, and I'm uh, I'm going to stick by my prediction. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't happen. Well, that's right. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the bottom line: Texas has to win tonight. They got to beat Texas Tech next Friday, and then win the Big Twelve championship game. Bob, do you simple as that? Simple as that. Do you think if the Longhorns win the Big Twelve championship game that they're a lock, or is I, st- I still think there may have to have some dominoes to drop before that Longhorns get in the Final Four. Your thoughts? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think, number one, an undefeated is going to have to lose. Uh, there, there's no question about that. I think um, as much as everybody's trying to bring other scenarios into the into the fold, uh, I don't think one loss Texas or one loss Oregon or one loss Alabama would get in over undefeated Florida State or undefeated Washington. So certainly they're going to have to have some help along the way to make it happen. Um do they get in over one loss Oregon? Do they get in over one loss Alabama? Those are going to be the questions. And, and I'm, I'm a big, big proponent of something with this committee, and I, and I think this will go a long way in what, what happens the next three weeks, obviously. But if Texas can win convincingly, um, it, maybe not even tonight. Uh, if, if they just win tonight, that's going to be a, a, a nice feat because Iowa State's a good team, number one, and then you're going on the road at night in a uh, quote-unquote hostile environment. They, they've been in worse, obviously, this year. Uh, and there's some there's some teams that hate them, probably a little worse than Iowa State does. Houston, TCU certainly do, uh, because of the long histories and because it's a Texas school. But um, if they were to win big against Texas Tech and then win big against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game, I think that I think the recency bias of playing well will go a long way for them. And I think in the end, if that happens, I think the win over Alabama is going to be the thing that propels them into the playoffs, um, possibly over Oregon. I would think over Oregon. I would think for sure over Alabama if they're both one-loss conference champions. But I would think uh, more so the, the interesting scenario, obviously, will be what would happen with Texas and Oregon. And I just think in the end, if they win the last couple weeks convincingly, the, the committee is going to have a real hard time saying Oregon's better than Texas considering Texas beat Alabama off the road. But Bobby, uh, we've seen from the Horns the past few weeks that it has been a lackluster second-half team. You talk to Sarkeesian every single week. Do you feel like this could be a week where they put together a full two halves of play where, you know, the Texas fans are not sweating through the last uh, the last 30 minutes of the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this week's going to be a little tougher only because of the loss of Jonathan Brooks. I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for them to figure it out. My prediction before we, 
before we get into anything else, my prediction was Texas wins 31-14 tonight. I just think the defense is going to be is going to play really well against a young quarterback, and I think more so Texas is going to figure it out offensively in the second half tonight. I just think it's going to take a minute. I think C.J. Baxter being a freshman, I think Jaden Blue, I'm very excited to see Jaden Blue. He is a speedster. We saw him hit the corner against BYU and score that long touchdown. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do. But C.J. Baxter is going to get the load tonight, and obviously he was the starter at the beginning of the year. You're going to miss the elusiveness of what Jonathan Brooks can do in the open field. He made so many people miss. He was so physical. And there, I, there's probably not a freshman running back in the country that can do that. Uh, you know, and, and Jonathan Brooks was just special. Um, so replacing that's going to be tough. But I think in the end, again, like, like we've kind of said all along, Texas is the better team uh, than literally every team they played on the schedule this year. And when they go into Ames, uh, uh, I know they haven't had a lot of success. They've lost three of the last four there. But I just think they're a better team, and I think in the end they're going to – I do think by the end of the fourth quarter you'll be like, okay, we didn't really have to sweat that the way we thought we would. Um, but it, it, I think it'll be tight for a while just because Iowa State's a good team and Texas is going to have to figure some stuff out offensively. Uh, uh, Bob, this is going to be a monumental game for Quinn Ewers. Uh, ha- monumental? It is. It's uh, a big game. It's, it's, a, big it's a big game because this makes or breaks the season, in my opinion. Yeah. What is Quinier's health? Is he is he 100 percent yet? How is his shoulder? What are you looking at for Quinn tonight? I don't. I don't think he's 100. Um, percent I think the second half against uh, TCU last week, we saw that. I, I think he was struggling a little. I think he was. Um, it, it was just a challenge for him to get through it. Um, He's not 100%, and it's going to take, you know, I mean, with a shoulder injury like that, it's going to take a minute. I think Stark saw, hey, if he's 80%, I'd rather go on the road to TCU and Iowa State and play him at 80% than I would Malik at 100, and that's not necessarily a knock on Malik. I think that's just he's a redshirt freshman that hasn't yeah. played college football before. Yeah. Um, for Quinn tonight, he, I mean, as big as Xavier Worthy and Adonai Mitchell are, I'm just telling y'all, Jatavion Sanders is going to be absolutely crucial tonight. I think if he has a yes. big night, and I think he will, I think that's going to be the key for a, for a Texas win. I, I think, and, and maybe even Gunnar Helm a little bit too, but Jatavion is the guy that I think, I know this sounds weird, but kind of replaces the production of Jonathan Brooks. He can get so many things done in the open field against linebackers, against mismatches. Um, I, I think JT is the key tonight, and I think if he plays well and, and has a big night, uh, Texas, uh, again, will we'll kind of handle business when they go on the road tonight. Bob, uh, right now, Oklahoma State is leading Houston, <coughs> pardon me, 33-23. to 23. Oklahoma won a really nail-biter against BYU. Kansas State plays Kansas tonight. Uh, I, I believe Texas will be in the Big 12 championship game, but who will be the Longhorns' opponent, and can you explain the tiebreaker in 30 seconds or less? No, I can't. But I can tell you they'll play. I could just tell you this: they'll play Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State plays Houston, BYU at the last two games, and BYU's really struggled. I know they played well at home today, Senior Day, all those kind of things. If they go on the road to Stillwater next week, I think Oklahoma State will be ready to go. I don't. I don't think that's going to be much of a contest. And I think Texas beats Iowa State and Texas Tech. We don't have to worry about any of these tiebreakers. I think it'll just be Texas and Oklahoma State one more time. Wow. Uh, a chance to get Mike Gundy one more time, or you know, Mike Gundy to get Texas the way he has in the past. So um, I, I think it, I think this will play itself out pretty easily. And by the end, honestly, I think the playoffs going to play itself out too, and, and we won't have too many difficult decisions to make. Uh, Bob, uh, you know, transitioning here, A uh, and M they got a victory today against Appalachian State, uh, even though Abilene Christian. Excuse me, uh, Abilene Christian. Excuse yeah, me, clo- sorry. Close to Appalachian State. Basically, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't start out great, but in your opinion, who do you think A&M goes and gets? Whew. 
good question. Who would you go um, get if you were that? I, if you were that, I mean, look, the hard part for anyone to understand is that going to get the UTSA coach is okay. I think everybody just thinks I've got to hire the big name. I've mm-hmm. got to go hire a guy at a big school, and maybe Mike Elko is that guy. I don't think he's a splash hire, but I think he's a good hire. But if it was me and I was making a hire, I would hire Jeff Trailer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think he's just. You can just you know the relationship he has with everybody in Texas. Um, you heard Dan Campbell talk about that. They asked him about it, about them. Did they reach out? He said, "Yeah, maybe, but more important for me, I, you know, I'm the coach here. I'm not going to be the coach there right now. But I, I, they need a guy that knows Texas. They need a guy that can recruit Texas, and they need a guy who's sharp. And we've seen immediately that Jeff Trailer is sharp and he knows Texas. And I think that's the step for A&M if they're going to if they're going to get back to big time relevancy in in the SEC and the nation." I think Jeff Trailer's the hire. Um, but I don't think you go wrong with Mike Elko necessarily. I just don't know that he's the splash hire they want. I don't know that Jeff Trailer's the splash hire that they want. But it, I think it, those, it, in the end, those are the two guys. Uh, and I think, you know, Dan Campbell said no, but a well-placed Aggie told me today that the Aggies have not only interviewed Draft Taylor, Trailer, but the Aggies have interviewed Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the oh, Lions, yeah. who played for yeah. Texas A&M. Uh, in the early 1990s. To me, Aaron Glenn is a nice story. He's a nice defensive coordinator, but that's not the splash that I think the Aggies are looking for. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, but I think in the end, you've got to ask yourself, who's the splash? And the last time you made the splash hire, it didn't work out. Yeah. So yeah. at some point, you've got to be happy with going to get a guy. And again, maybe there's an offensive or defensive coordinator at an Alabama or an Ohio State or a school like that that they look to, the way Texas looked for Sark. Maybe there's a head coach that's at a Power 5 school that they look to and they say, that's our guy. In the end, I think if they're going to make the right hire, I mean, they're, 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 Brock Bjork's going to go through everything he, he can go through. He's going to do what he can do. But you never know. I mean, in the end, you just never know. They, they were 100% on Jimbo Fisher. Oh, yeah. Everybody was 100%. Everybody thought it was a, an unbelievable hire at the time. So you just never know how it's going to work out. I just think in the end... If you're going to recruit this state, and, and I know that maybe Joey McGuire hasn't taken the step they thought he would at Texas Tech this year, I still think he's going to be a really good coach as this, that program moves forward. And I think Jeff Trailer's in the same boat, and I think the, that A&M would not make a mistake if they hired Jeff Trailer. I, I agree with that. Jeff Trailer is not the big splash, but Jeff Trailer knows Texas high school football in and out. But then again, let's be honest, if you get the big money guys involved, we saw that here in Austin when Chris Del Conte wanted Sonny Dykes to be the head coach of Texas, right. and the big cigars said, uh-uh, we're not going to hire a coach from SMU. We want to go hire a name, and that's when they got Steve. It's all worked beautifully for Texas because Steve is having a brilliant year, but it's not just Ross Bork. It's the money people yeah. who have a big say in this. It's going to be interesting uh-huh. to interesting, interesting to see. I agree with that, and I do think it's funny that a year ago we were all, everybody was sitting here saying, oh, you could have had Sonny Dykes. What were you doing wrong? (laughs) You know, it's like you're always in the moment. And to be honest, that goes back to my committee thing with the college playoff committee. That's why I think if Texas wins these last two, especially maybe even tonight, but if they win big, the recency bias of that will have a big impact on what the committee thinks. Oh, yeah, they they went on the road to Houston. TCU didn't win. They, They didn't win close, or they won close games or whatever. But in the end, they won at the end at the right time. Remember when Ohio State won 59 nothing in the Big Ten title game? I keep going back to that. They jumped TCU and Baylor and then went on to win the national title. I think Texas is in a similar situation. If they could do that in the Big 12 title game, that would go a long way to, to what was next for them. Hey, Bob, just real quick. Uh, you know, with the season coming to an end here and the, the committee is really going to be like watching these games closely, does style points matter at this point, or is that just a myth? 
No, no, I think style points matter. I, I think you're seeing it from Oregon today, who was up 42 nothing early in the third quarter on Arizona State. Uh, Oregon is going to do everything they can to put it on every team they can because they know where they are. They know that those things matter. Um, I, I think it's a little ridiculous that those things matter because if you beat up a bad team, who cares? If you win a game, who cares? if you're 12-1 and and you're a conference champion, I think that matters more than anything else matters. Um, but, you know, again, I, I just think it doesn't hurt you to put up some style points. It wouldn't hurt Texas tonight to win 38-3. to It wouldn't hurt to win next week against Tech 55-7 to or whatever. Like, those things don't hurt you. I mean, that, that can only help you. And I think there's a, you know, there's a real opportunity. Uh, again, I don't know if it happens tonight, but I think there is a real opportunity even to do that in the Big 12 title game if you play Oklahoma State. Do what UCF gives to them. Win a game like that, 45-3, to and go, guys, here we are. We're 12-1. and We're the conference champion. We beat Alabama. Everything that you want is what we did. Put us in the playoffs. We're down at Dirty Martin's Place, Bob, where we'll have the Longhorns and Iowa State. Also, they're going to have down here in the back room, they'll have Washington State versus, excuse me, Oregon State versus Washington. Yeah. The weather in Corvallis, Oregon, right now, 47 and raining. 100% <laughs> chance of rain. That's the best I, weather. I like, I really like Oregon State to upset Washington tonight. Your thoughts? Well, they're favored, which is crazy. They are, Oregon yeah. They've been really, really good this year. That is a good football team. What they're doing is really good. They've got a running back, David Martinez, who's a sophomore, who I think scored six touchdowns last week. I mean, they're, they've got a really good program. They can run the football. I think there's a real opportunity to see that, that win tonight. And to be honest, in the end, that would be what would propel somebody like, uh, you know, let's say Washington gets to the Big 12, big uh, Pac, whatever they're called now, Pac-12 title game, and they beat Oregon, but they've got a loss. That I mean, that's where the, that's where it starts to shake itself out. Um, Oregon State is is they wear the wrong color orange, but yeah. there's not a team in the country that Texas roots harder for the next two weeks. They play Washington this week and then Oregon next week. <laughs> I mean, what a way to finish would be to go win win against those two teams and just knock the whole Pac-12 out of the playoff and make it a lot easier to get to the playoff. Bob, we thank you for your time. Are you doing ten o'clock tonight or just doing the big show tomorrow night? No, I'm actually off tonight and tomorrow night. It's my it's my daughter's birthday. And oh, we're celebrate a little bit. Fantastic! And uh, we've got all our family in town for Thanksgiving, so I'm going to take a week off early and uh, celebrate with them. But I will certainly be glued to the TV both tonight and tomorrow night at 10:30 for CBS Off Sports Sunday with well, Parker. Tell your mom and dad their table here at Dirty Martin's vacant right now. They used to come to all the time when they're in college. They can come down here tonight. Is that unbelievable? They spent every Sunday night at Dirty Martin's at the at the drive-through eating dinner together on a date, and here they are, fifty-four years later, still married. So, isn't that special. fantastic? That's very, very special. I had little Bobby Baloo, and we're glad you're in this town. Thank you so much, amigo. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Okay, guys. Talk to you soon. See bye, ya. bye now, Bob Baloo, lead anchor for KITV. Uh, the man who predicted Texas was going to win the national title way back in August, and mm-hmm. we thought, man, that's kind of a bold prediction, but. It's close. It's close for the Longhorns to get in the Final Four. Still bold, but still bold. There's hope. There is hope. Okay, we need to take a break. After this break, we're going to talk about the Michigan situation Mm -hmm. and continue to preview Texas and Iowa State. Also, next hour, our friend Pete Adamski of Delaware Subs is going to call in to talk about his Philadelphia Eagles and their game Monday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, a rematch of the Super Bowl. We'll be back from Dirties, and this is the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Texas Mutual Insurance. Back with more after this. You could be up in Austin or up in San Antonio. 
Nobody's Hi, this is Bill Schoening with the San Antonio Spurs Radio Network. You're listening to the 15th Club with my good friend Scott Sayers and Ed Clements on KLBJ AM. The man with the greatest job in basketball, our friend Bill Schoening, and the greatest voice in, in swing, that is Ray Benson. Thank you, fellas. Welcome back to the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, your place for college football tonight. Man, oh, man, all the great games are on right now. And the great games will be on here in the back room. The Longhorns and Iowa State, uh, Washington and Oregon State on TV tonight. So all the great games. Ben, there's the race for second place right now <laughs> in the Big 12. Oklahoma already won today at BYU. Mm -hmm. And we got a wild one down in Houston with Oklahoma State in Houston. What is the latest? Uh, right now, it's still 33-23. Oklahoma State is in the lead there in Houston and the Cougar Stadium. Oklahoma State still trying to make the Big 12 championship to face the Longhorns, who Texas and Oklahoma State have not seen each no. other this season. No, so uh, I, I think Oklahoma State and Texas fans would like that to be the, the, the scenario here. So they do have one final matchup before Texas leaves for the uh, the SEC. Listen, I, I just think Texas fans want to be in, in yeah. at Jerry World yeah. uh, on your birthday, yeah. uh, December 1st. It's they, December 1st? It's December 1st, your birthday. Yeah, oh. your birthday. They want to be there. Hey, our show, The 15th Club, Proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. With assistance from Deserios AI, a new way to buy real estate in Austin. Donald Ross Sportswear, Adele Golf, the Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar. Excuse, Excuse me. you. Excuse me at the Renaissance Hotel. The allergies have gotten me. Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Munich Conservancy, and by Zilker Belts. Real quick, Pop. Um, we... we, we quick segment here but i just want to give you my, my fun fact of the day uh so iowa and illinois are playing tonight uh and currently that score is 15 to 13 uh iowa uh favored uh iowa leading iowa leading excuse leading me right now yeah uh iowa for all you gamblers out there uh iowa the last five games have hit every single under that means the over-under, if it's the score, they're hitting the under. The total points of the game. The total yeah. points. Uh, and last week, I think the over-under was 25. Oh, And, my and God. they hit the under. Uh, the over-under this week was 32. Oh, 15 my. to 13 right now. They could set a record for most unders uh, in a row in NCAA history. Ben, it's phenomenal. They're more than likely going to play the winner of Ohio State and Michigan for the Big Ten title. But that's on par also for, for Big Ten football, especially yeah. Iowa. Oh, my god! Defense, and you run it up the middle. You do the I formation, and you just run till you can't run anymore. Well, the, the offensive coordinator is Kirk Ferenz's son, mm -hmm. and he's already said he's not he's going to be back next year. Yeah. So it is just an interesting situation with Iowa. Now, a game we're watching here at Dirties, it is currently Clemson over Mack Brown in North Carolina, 31-14. to 14. So this is bad news. For Mac and North Carolina mm -hmm. earlier today, Louisville defeated Miami of Florida, so it looks like it's going to be Florida State and Louisville in the ACC title game. Yeah, of course the Longhorns want Louisville to win that game, so the Longhorns would get a little boost uh, to get to the Final Four. You know, Pop, I'm very anxious to see uh, this next week on on Monday the new uh, playoff. Uh, Alignment. I'm excited to see what the rankings are. I don't think it's going to change, Ben, I, unless something, unless, unless unless Washington gets beat tonight. It's not going to change. I do too, but but you know, this is the final year of the the 14 playoff, and and thank God for that because this well, year, next year yeah. this year especially, it's going to be controversial. No matter who it is, there's going to be one team that's left out that probably should have deserved to be in the playoffs. Uh, 
I kind of love it. You know, even if Texas is that one team that's left out, it's going to be, you know, it'll Drama. be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be very Drama. dramatic. Uh, and, and let me say this. I love the Longhorns. They don't deserve to be in the final four right now. freaking lutely not. They don't, they don't Unless deserve. they win tonight by 50 and they beat Tech by 50 and they go to the Big 12 championship and they cover and they win by three touchdowns, yeah, they don't deserve that's it. That's when they deserve to get in. Uh, yeah. uh, but I will be angry as a Texas guy and just for the, the sport if Alabama jumps Texas here in the next couple weeks. That will make me angry. Well, a lot of people are angry about the situation in Michigan. And we come back for the end zone club. We're going to talk. Uh, to Will uh, Doobie yeah. uh, from Ann Arbor, Michigan, a friend of yours, Ben. A lot of people are now saying Michigan des- does not deserve to go to the Final Four. We'll talk about that, continue our discussion of Texas and Iowa State. Also, our friend Pete Ademski from Delaware Subs to talk about the Eagles in Kansas City on Monday. Don't go away. We'll be back after the news here with the End Zone Club on KLBJ. At the Comeback Bar and Grill, at the Comeback Bar and Grill, I'm a rusty winner and I'm always here at the Comeback Bar and Grill. 